0: Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Life in General podcast. I'm your host, Ginger Cole. So, last week we went over um, how wives can hinder our ability to encourage our husbands. Um, And this week is the second part of that um, little series that I'm doing. Um, This is going to be, we're going to be talking about some very practical ways we can encourage our husbands and things we can do for them um, and how we can just encourage them if work is crazy for them, or if life just isn't quite going like they want it to. Maybe they're discouraged with how things have gone lately. Maybe they're having money troubles in your life. Whatever the case may be, there's always ways that we as wives can encourage our husbands, help them a little bit and uplift them. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about a little bit today. Excuse me. So to get started, um, I asked Robert when I was preparing for this podcast, I asked him what his thoughts on um, ways that I can encourage him, ways that I can tell other women to encourage their husbands, just maybe what some of, some his, some of his advice might would be. And he said um, the best thing for him, and this is just speaking completely from his point of view, is that he loves to have his feelings validated. Um it's not unusual for Robert to come in in the afternoons. Um, My husband, my husband likes his job. He doesn't love it. Um, It's not like a great passion of his, but he does love, he does like it. Um, He likes the people he works with, but there are days when he comes in and he is just so disheartened, so discouraged, so frustrated with just how things have gone, and he just, he's just down. So you know, for whatever reason it might have been that day, whether it be that he thinks his boss made a bad decision that negatively affected him, or he was running a route and a customer on his route was um, mean and ugly to him and, and talked down to him and made him feel worthless. Um, whatever the case may be, he wants, to, he wants his feelings of the matter to be validated. Um, that's something for me that I've feel like I do a fairly decent job with. Um, I'm not one that's just going to look at him and go, oh, well, you just need to get over it and suck it up. Um, I'm not, I, I don't do that. I'm, I'm very much a mothering type of wife. Like I want to, you know, Take him in my arms and and cuddle with him and be like, oh baby, I'm so sorry. It's all gonna be okay. You know, it, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Um, that's just very much how I am. Now, not every woman is like that. Not every woman is as lovey dovey as I am. Um, but you can validate your husband's feelings. Um, several weeks ago, it's probably been a month or so ago. Even um, my husband came home and he was just frustrated because he felt that his boss didn't truly care about his employees um he felt that his boss was making some decisions that were unfair and were was putting more work on the guys on his team than was really necessary and was fair in robert's opinion and eyes and um when he came home he was telling me all these things and he was like you know i just want someone to acknowledge that my job is difficult instead of telling me to just get over it and not, and, and tell, trying to tell me that it isn't when in fact it is. <clears throat> and I, that kind of made me think you know, have I ever told Robert that something isn't as bad as he thinks it is, when in reality it is as bad as he thinks it is? So we have to be careful of that as wives. We don't want our husbands to come home and feel as if their feelings and opinions are invalid. Um, we don't want our husbands to come home and feel as if, um, we don't care about what they've gone through during their day. Now I know that we as women, we have bad days too. We go, we go to work. Some of us work full time outside the home. Some of us work strictly in the home and take care of babies. And and we have our bad days too. And we don't ever want our husbands to look at us and tell us that our days aren't as bad as we think they are. Right? So we should never do that to our husbands in reverse. So first of all, when your husband comes home and he's telling you something bad about his day, validate his feelings. Tell him you're so sorry that things are that way. You wish they weren't. Um, Tell him, you know, that that you just hate that things, that things are being so hard for him, but that you are there for him, that you love him regardless of how bad of a day he's had, that you think he's amazing, and just try to uplift him with your words a little bit. Um, The second thing that Robert said to do is to validate his feelings, but to not let him be a victim. Um, There are instances with our husbands where we do kind of have to be that voice of reason for them. Um, now they, now, now men are not like women. We, women tend to get carried away with our feelings a lot. That's just our nature. It's who we are. It's how the Lord created us to be. We are the nurturers, the caregivers. We are the ones who feel deeply. Now I'm not saying that men don't, but women do it in a different way. Um, but we don't need to allow our husbands to become victims to let them be carried away with their feelings, just as they don't have need to do that to us. Um, you know, it's it, it would be easy for my husband to come home and for me to tell him, you know, babe, I totally get where you're coming from. I totally understand how hard your day was. You know, your boss is horrible, your boss is awful, you know, your boss is constantly beating you down and, and to help him stay in that place of discouragement. You know, it would be easy for him to do that, but there are instances, and you have to be very, very careful when you meet this type of instance with your husband, that you don't approach him in a non-loving and um, non-humble way with what I'm about to say. Sometimes, You do, in fact, have to look at your husband and be like, okay, you just need to snap out of it, you need to get over it, and you need to move on. I have had to tell my husband that a couple of times. Um, It's never something that I like to do. Like I said before, I am a nurturer. I want to cuddle with him and, you know, tell him it's all going to be okay, make him a really comforting meal, and tuck him into bed, and that's that, you know? Like, that's how I want to handle things, but that's sometimes not what they need from us. Um, And it's a very fine line. It's a fine balance. But there are instances when you do have to look at your husband. You have to go, okay, let's look at this from a rational side, a rational point of view. Was your boss really just attacking you personally? Or was he trying to make the best decision he could with what he had, and it unfortunately negatively affected you? Sometimes we have to be their voice of reason because for whatever reason their attitude or their look on look of, of how the situation is 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 mudding their ability to think reasonably if that makes any sense I hope that ex- I explained that well I <laughs> probably didn't but sometimes we have to kind of snap them out of it a little bit sometimes we do have to tell them hey you know this is just something you've got to suck up and get past it and move on and get going you know that's never a fun position to be in. Again, I don't like being in that position. But it is a position that we as wives sometimes do present ourselves, have to, have to. we do have to respond to properly. Um, now we're going to move more into kind of what the Bible says about encouraging um, other people and how we can encourage our husbands. And I'm going to give you some scripture verses on this really quick. I just want to jump backwards a little bit and go back to last the last episode where we talked about how our prayer lives and our relationships with the Lord, how they can affect our husbands and our families and our homes. Um, I want you to remember that no matter what I say in this, the best thing you can ever do for your husband is to pray for him. Never, ever, ever forget to pray for your husband. He needs your prayers more than anybody else in this world ever does. Um, he needs your prayers. He needs you seeking the Lord for him. He needs you entreating the Lord for him. And that is no, your number one job as a wife is to pray for your husband. And I just want you to remind you of that. I want to encourage you to do that. Um, but I also realize that sometimes our husbands need our words as well as our prayers. Sometimes we have to do actions and words as along with our prayers to make our husbands really feel loved and appreciated. Um, now I do want to tell you something that I has really, really helped me over the, fe- over the last five years of marriage and something that I wish I had known about from the get-go because it probably would have made my life so much easier in understanding my husband as a person. Um, there is a book called "The Five Love Languages" by Gary Chapman. Um, there, I don't. I should have probably researched that probably more than I did. But there's there's five different love languages, and your husband is usually a mixture of all of them, and you are too. Um, you're you're a mixture of all of them, but you usually have three, two or three main ones that make their actions that make you feel love. So mine personally is words of affirmations. I love to hear people tell me how proud they are of me. I love to hear people verbally tell me that they love me. Um, so I'm a words of affirmations girl. I also love physical touch. I love hugs. I love holding hands. I love PDA, not like major PDA, but I love, you know, walking through Walmart, holding my husband's hand. I love, um, I love to be shown affection. Um, Now that can also be turned into sexual, but that's not always the case. I just love hugs and I love like having someone walk up behind me and scratch my back. Or, um, the one thing my husband does that absolutely just makes me melt in his arms is if I'm at the sink washing dishes, he'll come up and like wrap his arms around me. And, oh, I love that because it just makes me feel like he adores me and I love, I just love it. Um, so I love um, words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, um, quality time, um, actually quality time, and then acts of service or acts of service, quality, quality time. One of those t- one of those two is switched. Um, and then gifts. Um, those are the five love, love languages. So um, words of affirmations, um, physical touch, acts of service, quality time, and gifts. Now, everyone is a mixture of those five love languages. Now you can go online. Um, it's really simple. It's like a five to 10 minute like quiz that you can take to see what your um, love languages are if you don't already know. Um, my husband's love languages are almost reversed from mine. So his, his first love language is acts of service. He loves for me to do things for him that take responsibility away from him a little bit so like if he's had a really rough week and I know it I'll do things around the house that normally he would do just so that he doesn't have to worry about doing it or or I'll fix a really really nice meal that I know that he loves and that is how he feels loved Um, his other major quality uh, major love language is quality time if I am sitting on my couch playing with my phone, watching a movie with him, that's not considered quality time in his eyes. He wants my full attention wholeheartedly present with him. That's what he loves. That's what makes him feel loved. So when it comes to encouraging your husband, if you can find out what his love language is, and I know some husbands are going to think that this is nuts, that it's not a real thing, Um, but just you can even figure it out just by watching your husband figuring out what his love language is and doing things that make him feel loved and appreciated. And especially on the really, really hard days that just, it helps encourage them so much to know that their wife knows them and knows what they love and how to encourage them. It just sends them through the moon. So I really encourage you to go online and look up Gary Chapman, look up the five language love languages books. I think there's like two or three of them maybe I haven't read them personally but I've done a lot of like research on the five love languages I've just never read the books there's lots of information out there about it I really encourage you to go look at look him up and look up the five love languages it's made a really big difference in my marriage um but anyway that was like total rabbit trail but getting back to that if we can learn the more we learn about our husbands and how they feel loved the better it is and easier it is for us to encourage them if that makes sense Um, so getting kind of back on track the first scripture verse we're going to read is Proverbs 22 verse verse 29 it says seest thou a man diligent in his business he shall stand before kings he shall not stand before mean men Um, remind your husband that no matter what his day looks like no matter what his weeks or months or years look like To be diligent in his work. To never stop striving to be great at what he does. No matter how many times his boss doesn't recognize it. No matter how taken advantage of he may feel in his workplace. He should always be putting forth his best efforts. Um, And it's really easy for a man to get discouraged and to stop being a good employee. I have seen it happen numerous times and it is so sad and heartbreaking for me to see a man who at one time loved what he did and strove to be the best that he could be at his work and for some reason somebody comes in and breaks him down so much that he no longer cares that just it's heartbreaking for me and it's so sad so so be your husband's encourager in that encourage him to be diligent in what he does and and remind him that he's not only working for for the people for whatever company he's working for, but he's also working for the Lord and he should be honoring and glorifying the Lord in his work. No matter what anybody says, no matter what anybody else does, he needs to focus on his work, what he does, and how it matters to him. Um and to the Lord, of course. Um, so the, so the the <laughs> i can't talk today y'all um psalms 46 1 is our next scripture verse we're going to read and it says god is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble remind your husband where his help comes from remind him where he should take refuge in um i don't remember last week if i even really touched on it a little bit i may have but i can't wholeheartedly remember um When it comes to our husbands having quiet time and having time with the Lord, sometimes your husband can get up in the mornings early enough to do that quietly in his own space without having to worry about interruptions from you and the kids. Um, And sometimes he can't. My husband gets up at five o'clock every morning so that he can leave the house by 5.30 to be to work at six. There is no getting up any earlier than that for him. So he can't he doesn't do Bible study in the mornings. Um and I don't do a good job of this. I, I these are things that I really I need to work on and I really need to put a lot of focus in more than I do um for my own husband and for my own self too. I don't do a good job of encouraging my husband to have quiet time in the evenings when he comes home. I hope to become better at that, though. I want to work on that. I want to be an encouragement to him in that. But remind him where his refuge and strength comes from. Encourage him to take a few minutes when he comes home from work and read his Bible and pray. If he doesn't have anything left to give to you and the kids when he comes home from work, You're going to get his leftovers. And sometimes those leftovers aren't enough for you. And then you're going to end up feeling unappreciated, unwanted, unloved. And it's just a vicious, vicious cycle. So like I said last week about us as women, we have to be able to pour from a full cup. Your husband has to be able to do that too. He has to have those moments of being able to fill his cup up to then be able to pour it out on you and the kids. Or just you if you don't have any children. Um, And and we need to be able to encourage our husbands in that. Even if it's just for five minutes. If he can step away for five minutes in a quiet space and read his Bible, read a scripture verse, even if it's just one. And pray and ask the Lord for strength for the rest of the day. That is going to make such a huge difference in him and who he is. I mean it it's just going to it's just going to blow your mind about how how drastic of a change it's going to make. So encourage your husband to take that little bit of quiet time in the evenings. Um Jeremiah 29 verse 11. It says, "For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end." Remind your husband that the husband speaks thinks good things about him. He thinks wonderful things about him. Um, our husbands sometimes are so bombarded by um, their bosses or their coworkers or even sometimes their parents that can make them feel less than. And then we, on top of all of that, sometimes can make them feel less than worthy of of love and of. Um, being important they we as wives can sometimes make them not feel important and that's just it's horrible when when we do that and and they do it to us in reverse sometimes um but remind your husband that the Lord thinks good for him he wants good for your husband and so do you 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 want him to be happy, you want him to be fulfilled in his work, you want him to be fulfilled in his life, and so does the Lord. Um, now, I'm not preaching a prosper gospel or anything, but the Bible does state that the Lord does think good thoughts towards us, he thinks thoughts of peace and not of evil to give us an expected end, he thinks goodness towards us. He thinks through peace for us. He wants us to be peaceful. He wants us to be fulfilled and, and happy, but we can't do that outside of him. You have to remind your husband that you cannot be fulfilled fully outside of the Lord. And that kind of circles us back to my main point with this. If your husband is lacking in his relationship with the Lord, if your husband's not praying, if your husband is not filling his cup, just like we talked about last week about us as wives filling our cup, if your husband is not filling his cup, he has nothing to give to his work or to you. So you must be his encourager in that. You must put his needs before your own. Now, I get it. I know that when our husbands come home, sometimes we've been home all day with the kids or we've been at work all day and we need somebody to talk to. We need somebody to blow steam off with. We need somebody to just take over. But I want you to pause before you push all the kids to him, before you bombard him with what your day has been like. I want you to pause for just a second and I want you to ask yourself a question. Has your husband had time with the Lord yet today? And I want you to verbally ask him that. Have you had time with the Lord today? And if he says, well, no, then I want you to take another breath and I want you to say, okay, well, here's five minutes, here's your Bible. Go into the bedroom or go into the office or go into wherever your house's quiet space spaces are. Go and read your Bible and pray. And when you come back, me and the kids will be waiting for you or I will be waiting for you and then we can talk. If we give our husbands just five minutes to take a breath when they come home, they are going to be able to then listen to our problems, listen to our banterings, to, to the kids' squeals, to the kids' incessant questions and stories, and all of these things, they're going to be able to absorb them better and give us more of what we as wives need from them. Does that make sense? I hope that's making sense to you guys. Um, now, I know that some of these things aren't wholeheartedly about encouraging your husbands, but it all ties in together. It's all part of the picture um, there is such a broader picture when it comes to encouraging our husbands than just simply a do this, do that. It's, it's, it's a very, very broad spectrum of things we can do. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, y'all. I've got a little bit of a frog in my throat today, and I keep having to clear my throat. Um, we're going to be reading in Psalms 55, verse 22. It says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Remind your husband to cast his cares and burdens on the Lord. He will sustain your husband. He will sustain you. Um, I think a lot of the times our husbands tend to kind of wear their burdens around like a badge of honor. And that is not at all how it is supposed to be. That is not at all how they are supposed to be. Um you know, worries and burdens are something that we as humans were not created to carry on our own. There is, and I think I may have said this in the last podcast, and I keep referring to the last podcast because I'm trying to kind of play off of what I said last, last time. But there's a saying, and I've probably, you've probably heard me say it before, that the Lord will never give you more than you can handle. And that is a lie. The Lord will never give you more than he can handle. The Lord will give you so much that it crushes you because you're trying to carry it by yourself and you can't. The Lord will never give you more than he can handle. We are to cast our burdens and our cares upon the Lord for him to carry because we can't do it y'all we can't carry those burdens around and neither can your husband so encourage him encourage him to cast his cares and his burdens on the lord if he's worried about money if he's worried about um being able to make enough money for you and your family if he's got family problems if you've if you've got marital problems those burdens are weighing so heavy on him more so than I think we as wives really can comprehend, a lot of times that for us to think that they can carry it all on their own is, is really wrong. We should never think that our husbands are so strong, and and I believe that my husband is the strongest man in the world. I mean, I, he's he it just in my eyes he is, but I also have to realize that he's human. He is just a man. And he cannot carry all of these things by himself. And me as a wife, I am supposed to carry them with him. I'm supposed to help him carry these burdens. And then we still, together, we cannot carry all of these things. So we then must go to the Lord. We must cast our cares on him. So remind your husband of that. Encourage him to do that. Encourage him to cast his cares on the Lord. And then finally, in Proverbs 27, verse 17 and this isn't so much, um, this isn't so much like how you can encourage your husband, but just to remind you how important it is to encourage your husband. Um, Proverbs twenty-seven, seventeen. It says, "Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend." You are your husband's best friend. Um, my husband tells me all the time that I'm his best friend, and I love that. I love. I love being my my husband's best friend and he is mine he is he is my soulmate he is my favorite person in the whole entire world and he's my best friend and I am who sharpens him he sharpens me and the thing that wives tend to forget is that either we sharpen our husbands or we dull them we dull them um when it comes to sharpening a knife, my mom used to, my mom can do it in like the craziest, most wild way. <clears throat> she knows how to sharpen a knife <clears throat> with one of those like, like, like the, the pointy, not, they're not pointy, but they're like metal and they look like they should have been a knife, but they're not. And they come in the knife rack, and I'm probably not making any sense, but I hope maybe somebody out there knows what I'm talking about. And you like rake it across the edge of the knife and it sharpens it right well there's like a specific way you have to do it or you're going to dull the knife instead of actually sharpening it Um, my mom can do it in like five seconds and have like a razor sharp knife I've never mastered the technique myself and I'm really good at dulling all of my knives but it's the same principle we are our husband's sharpening rod how they how they friction against us how they how they move with us is either going to sharpen them or it's going to dull them and we do the same with our words are we uplifting our husbands are we encouraging them in their relationships with the lord are we encouraging them to to grow in their wisdom to study their bible to to study god's word to gain wisdom are we encouraging them to be leaders are we encouraging them to step up as men or are we babying them are we not encouraging them are we telling them that they that we wish they would do more that we wish whatever finish the sentence for yourself What is it that you're doing for your husband? Are you sharpening him or are you making him dull? Are you encouraging him in his walk with the Lord? Or are you discouraging him in his walk with the Lord? I want you to really, really think about it and really grasp that concept. Because we have the ability as wives, as women, we have, we have so much power in us that we don't even realize when it comes to men and when it comes to our husbands. We have the ability to either make a man great or to tear him down. And how we encourage our husbands is our weapon. We either encourage them to not be men or we encourage them to be men. Now, I know that's probably kind of heavy and I know that's probably scary because when I first realized that, that it freaked me out because I thought I don't want to be that responsible for somebody, you know, it's scary. It really is, but it's so important. And God gives us that ability. Now, like I said, we cannot pour from an empty cup. So it is important for us as women to have relationships with the Lord and to have our relationships matter to us. But it also is just as vital and just as important for our husbands to have relationships with the Lord so that they then can lead us and can love us the way that God has commanded them to to do so. Um... I hope y'all I hope that I have given you some good advice in this episode. I hope that um maybe you're 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 walking away from this episode being a little bit encouraged and maybe a little bit um pricked in your heart to to be better at this. Um I know I know that that I'm speaking to myself more than anything when I'm saying these things. Um I'm, I'm kind of preaching to the choir here, but it's just, it's so important. It's so important for us to grasp these things and to understand how we are to love our husbands and to be their helpmeets. Um, and I just, I hope, I hope that I've helped you. I've hoped that I've given you some good advice. Um, I don't wholeheartedly know what I'm going to talk about next week. Um, but I'm excited to figure that out. (laughs) But anyway, I hope you guys have had a fantastic week. And I will talk to you guys again next week. Thanks.